Welcome to the Physics Central Podcast. I'm Calla Cofield. Today on the podcast, we're paying a visit to the Quark Zoo. Scientists over at CERN believe they have found a particle containing four quarks. Many examples exist in nature of two or three quark particles. This new result is a strong one, and it could be the piece of evidence that confirms the existence of four quark particles in nature. And if four quark particles exist, then why not five, six, seven, or any number of quark mixtures? This may foreshadow the existence of an entire zoo of quark particles. What would that mean for you and me? We'll talk about that today on the Physics Central Podcast. Many people know the Large Hadron Collider in Switzerland as the thing that makes Higgs bosons. And that's true. It's a 27-kilometer-long particle racetrack. It collides particles together, and that creates a shower of new particles. And the two largest experiments at the Large Hadron Collider recently sifted through that particle salad and found the Higgs boson. But there are many other strange particles to be found in that mixture, and there are other experiments looking for them. One of those experiments is called LHCb, and among other things, LHCb is looking for quarks, the fundamental particles of matter. So you know about molecules, and you know that molecules are made of atoms, and you know that atoms have electrons whirling around the outside, and the inside of them, the nucleus, is made of protons and neutrons. As you go, things get smaller and smaller. And they actually continue to get smaller. The protons and neutrons, it turns out, are made up of quarks. Now, we think the story ends there, that the quarks aren't made up of smaller things, although, um, as with everything in physics, you never know, for sure, because you can only look with so much acuity. This is Eric Swanson. I'm a professor of physics at the University of Pittsburgh. Uh, My main interest is um, quantum chromodynamics, which is the theory that describes quarks and gluons. Physicists are fairly certain that quarks are fundamental particles, meaning they are not made up of any smaller particles. They can't be divided. They can't be cut. In fact, that's what we look for in in, um, particle physics. People are looking for the most fundamental layer of reality. Quarks are not the only fundamental particles in nature. There's another group called leptons, which includes electrons. And there are also bosons, which include photons. It gets confusing fast. But today, we're just going to talk about quarks. Human beings started asking the question, what is the most fundamental unit of matter, thousands of years ago? There are records of ancient Indian and ancient Greek philosophers pondering this question. People thought there'd be, you know, a particle associated with bitter taste and a particle associated with sweet taste and that sort of thing. And really very little progress was made on this question for a very long time. It wasn't until the 1800s that people discovered atomic elements, and it wasn't until the 1960s that the first evidence of quarks appeared. And it's taken some time for physicists to build up enough evidence to say, yes, it seems like quarks are a fundamental particle. So now that physicists feel fairly confident that quarks are the building blocks of matter, they're turning the question around and asking, 
what else can these quarks build? The quarks, there are six kinds of quarks. They're called up, down, um, charm, strange, and top, bottom. Uh, and they combine together to make different particles, and we call that the class of those particles hadrons. And the proton and the neutron are just two examples of, of a hadron. Um, they could actually make essentially infinitely many uh, hadrons. Now, if you're very quick at math, you may wonder how six quarks can provide an infinite number of particle combinations. There are a couple of caveats. Number one, there are also six antiquarks, which regularly get thrown in the mix. Secondly, changes to the physical properties of the quarks can actually create what are considered different particles. So, for example, a quark can have different values of a property called spin, and the same quark with different spin forms different particles. If it's also possible for any number of quarks to combine together, it indeed looks like the possibilities for quark particles is almost endless. So there's this whole hidden layer of the universe that people really aren't that aware of, which is all these other particles besides protons and neutrons. A surprise has been how many are showing up. So if you want to describe you know, 99.99% of, of the experiences of humans, all you need are electrons, protons, and neutrons. That, that gives you everything, almost. Then starting around World War II, people started to discover other fundamental particles. Um, one of the early ones was the muon. The muon turns out to be just like an electron, but heavier. So why do we need a muon? What's it doing? Uh, then they started to discover uh, partners of the protons and neutrons, and those started coming in droves. We're up to thousands of, of those right now. It could be an infinite quark zoo. It is an infinite zoo. We think it's an infinite zoo. Um, but, you know, so far we have, we have ants and termites, and we're looking for uh, spiders. So the spiders would be these four quark particles. Scientists are nowhere close to detecting the cats or dogs or horses or elephants that might exist in this particle zoo. But Swanson says it's actually more interesting to find these smaller particle combinations. If these more basic combinations exist, it indicates that the larger combinations are possible. Over the last decade or so, a handful of experiments have detected what they think are four quark particles. But confirming those findings is a tentative business. Some of the results haven't been confirmed by secondary experiments, and that's very important. In some cases, theoretical physicists say it's possible that these four quark signals are actually two two quark particles that got a little too close to each other. I spoke to Thomas Skornicki, who is a physicist at Syracuse University and who worked on this most recent analysis for LHCb. So this candidate four quark particle that they believe they found is called Z4430. And Skornicki says this is a very strong piece of evidence. That particular candidate uh, is essentially impossible to explain by other hypotheses than uh, four quark hypothesis. But there have been a lot of other candidates for four quark states, and among all these candidates, uh, Z4430 is the best evidence 
that four quark states exist. This particle Z4430 has been seen before. The Bell experiment in Japan identified it in 2007. But shortly thereafter, another experiment called Babar, which is located in California, also went looking for Z4430, and they did not find it. Which uh, made physicists uh, doubtful whether such a thing existed. And our experiment, uh, LHCB, collected much bigger amount of data, 10 times more than available in Bell and Babar. And we were able to settle this issue. And in our data, it is uh, obvious that this object is there. So this new detection of Z4430 by LHCB still needs to be tested and verified. But if it holds up, then things are looking very good for the existence of tetraquarks. It's really, it's exciting to see one of them, but we'd actually like to see many of them because they should all, there should be patterns of these four quark states. So there should be a whole zoo of them. And we'd like to fill out the zoo a little bit to understand the, the genetics of, of this new species. Now, in addition to higher-numbered quark particles, scientists are also looking for some more bizarre quark combinations. There is another particle that is involved with quarks. It's called a gluon. It's actually the particle that facilitates interactions between quarks. So it holds them together like glue, hence gluon. There are other interesting combinations. So remember the gluon that I, I mentioned before it is very possible that you could make a particle that has a quark, an antiquark, an extra glue in it. We call that thing a hybrid. And uh, they've never been seen, at least um, definitively. Uh, and people are actively looking for these. There, there's a new experiment being constructed in um, Virginia right now at Jefferson Lab, which will start looking for these states next year. And it would be extremely exciting if we could find them because it would be our first example of, of gluons then uh, being seen at low energies. There are also theories that you could get rid of the quarks altogether and make a particle made only of gluons. Um, we call that thing a glue ball. I'm sorry, these names are very unimaginative. Um, and those are really interesting as well. If you did the same thing with electrically charged things, it would be like making an atom out of pure light. So that's quite an exotic beast. There's an experiment that will be starting up in Germany within the decade called Panda. Um, that will be looking for these uh, glue balls, amongst other things. If a four-quark object can exist in nature, that's not to say it's necessarily common in nature. On Earth, these four-quark states are created in these violent collisions inside particle accelerators. But even there, they are very rare events. So even though there are very energetic events going on in the universe, it's unknown how frequently these extreme quark particles are created. But if humans can produce them on Earth, are we ever going to see these quark particles? Will they ever stick around long enough to form some weird substance that we can play with? No, that's not going to happen. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) The reason it won't happen is because these quark states just aren't stable. Protons appear to be infinitely stable. They never break apart. Neutrons can remain stable inside the nucleus. 
But stable states are rare, and it is highly, highly likely that all the other quark particles will be very unstable, that they'll break apart probably in less than a second. So these quark particles won't stick around for long. It's actually also impossible to pull the quarks out of these particles and observe them individually. And for all these reasons, it's actually really unlikely that quarks or quark particles will ever have applications. We'll never be able to make quark electricity. Um, mercifully, we won't be able to make quark bombs. But they're still part of, of, of nature, and we would like to understand nature. This is really referring to the scientist as, as an artist. You know, what motivates a scientist to look at something? And it's rarely that they want to build a better widget. They just want to know. People have been wondering about the fundamental building blocks of matter for thousands of years. Why would we stop asking questions now? Thank you to Eric Swanson and Thomas Skwarnicki for being on the podcast. You've been listening to the Physics Central podcast. I'm Calla Cofield. As always, you can find more podcasts, our Physics Buzz blog, resources, and so much more at physicscentral.com. Tune in next week for more of the Physics Central podcast.